0: This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. Expansion was the vision when pianist Giovanni Manuel Cruz and then chief conductor Joshua dos Santos last joined Maestro Filipino to talk about Ang Michon and the orchestra of the Filipino youth. That was in 2017, when the El Sistema based organization was celebrating its fifth anniversary and it has since expanded its borders, taking in more scholars and performing internationally for the first time in 2018. Just last month, Ang Mishon celebrated its 10th anniversary with a concert, OFYX. Mounted in partnership with the National Music Competitions for Young Artists, OFYX is the orchestra's first in-person concert since the start of the pandemic, and under its new chief conductor, Gerard Salonga. And indeed, Ang Michon has much more to celebrate. Not only has it been championing music and Filipino talent for more than a decade, but in addition to that, two years of that decade were spent in lockdown, during which Ang Michon pressed the advantage in a different sort of expansion. Joining us to talk about the group's growth and milestones, our orchestra manager and faculty head, Lexter de Santos, and partnerships and communications manager, Jennifer Rivera. Before we head into our conversation, here is the orchestra of the Filipino youth's recording of Le Toreador from Georges Bizet's Carmen Suite, number no. one. At the helm is Gerard Salonga. <laughs> so much for joining us on Maestro Filipino. Can you give us a short introduction of who you are, how you got into Ang Mishon, and what your job is in the organization?
1: I'm Jen Rivera. I head the Partnerships and Communications Department of Ang Mishon and the Orchestra of the Filipino Youth. Um, How I got into the Ang Mishon and OFY realm is really From a personal affinity to promoting arts and culture, especially Filipino arts and culture, our heritage, and most especially when it has to do with the younger generation. So I've always done work and advocacy that would promote the arts, that would promote music, craftsmanship. But at the same time, I wanted to put together what I've been doing as a profession, which is really communications. And I've always wanted to get into fundraising to just further the causes that I personally support. And I found myself really seeing the magic and the power of the OFY when I first watched them. That is what moved me. And that is what really drew me closer in, into the organization
0: lexter what about you how did you get into ang mission and what is your office in this organization
2: currently i am the orchestra manager and the faculty head of ang mission it all started when sir john m invited me to be a mentor of the ofy since 2012 the year the ofy started and then after that i became the faculty head around i think 2017 and 2016 then eventually on the 2020 I already got the, uh, the, as the head of orchestra management and the faculty head of the mission.
0: The last time Ang mission was on the was in 2017, and one of the goals that Sir John M mentioned is that he wanted the orchestra to expand its borders, to be more international. You have been with him since 2012. You are in quite the perfect position to observe how the group has changed. So since 2017, how have Ang mission and OFY grown?
2: It grew by the essence of the maturity of their performance, comparing 2017 up to 2021. Of course, some are already in college, and some are already taking music as their course. So I think it's really much more different compared to 2017. That's not the age, it's really different. When they play, the stage of development goes higher.
0: It's not just an outward expansion, as in borders, but an inward internal maturity. So how has the OFY and Ang Mishon been able to survive the pandemic?
1: The OFY's needs are very different and are very specific. So one, of course, there was that major reaction, along with everybody else, to move everything online, to do virtual lessons, to hold virtual classes and group sessions. But eventually, after a few weeks of trying that out, and we got to give it to the mentors for really trying that, it just wasn't happening the way we wanted it we had to consider that our scholars were also migrating their entire school years at this point virtually so it wasn't the only thing that they had to adjust to so aside from the technical problem there was also that motivation and you know we tried to really keep their interest going and to really spark that energy the way we would have if we saw them every week face to face But eventually, everyone adjusted and we could see sort of that same motivation coming back. Um, Therefore, the pros and cons of moving this virtually was that they were also finally able to have one-on-ones with their mentors. So this time is very specific. Their one-on-ones really helped them improve.
2: Ever since the pandemic hit us, it's like we started from scratch. Or if I really struggled in the first months of the pandemic, the most challenging part, as a mentor, is on the technical side that, for example, if you need to fix the position of the hand and the posture of the way he stands or the way he sits, you cannot just say it, uh, stand properly. No, as much as possible, that you need to teleport yourself on his place. (laughs) And on the student's perspective, I guess, is the interest.
0: Apart from the technicalities and the music, both of you also have jobs in relationships, as it were.
2: Yeah, actually, it's kind of a tough one. I can compare myself to a call center agent that I can be <laughs> called 24-7 when they need to. For example, if they don't have the materials, such as the pieces or any supplies that they need. For example, they need the strings. So I need to get in touch with the supplier of the strings and get in touch to the scholars and then a For example, sir, my internet is... Jamming off, so so I just need to remind the mentors that, oh, please speak for your student because his his student's not stable and all. So it's kind of, I am the connector of everyone. I must relay it to the right person. What do they need? What are their concerns?
0: It's like you're putting the human element in a very inhuman sort of communication. Jen, as well, you are a communications officer, as it were.
1: To say that it was a challenge is an understatement. I like that you mentioned that, you know, how do you even put the human element into something that is not as tangible as how it should be. On the aspect of bringing in the OFY and still engaging our audience and our donors also falling under communications, we really tried our best to create music videos that would still have impact these videos was something that the donors apparently really appreciated. A lot of our supporters still longed to hear them, even if it was virtual. I think that also showed a lot of the sense of community and really the sense of being very sincere and genuine from our supporters. No matter how it sounded to them, it was still moving and it still gave them goosebumps. Meanwhile, on our end, because of course it's very admin and production We're like, oh no, but it might not sound as good or it's still not good enough. But we're like, but this is the best that we can do at this point. And apparently it it was still much appreciated, which was very moving for us as well. That's
0: something you really have to appreciate about people who support this sort of stuff. So apart from the technicalities, you had to maintain that, that sense of community, that sense of oneness. How were you able to do it? Was it merely a matter of keeping at it?
1: It is hard, but at the same time... It really got to that point that we just had to maximize what we had. So we would have general assemblies that were still regular because we would have had them anyway if we had them together at our headquarters. We did our best to do Christmas gatherings, end of year Thanksgiving type of gatherings that would still remind them that we were in it together and we still are. We created a private group on Facebook that was for the OFY. Aside from all the groups that our dear orchestra manager has created with the different sections, we also wanted to make sure that we kept them going. We kept the spirit going in whatever shape or form that we can. And we have a very supportive management. And, you know, we have Gerard, even if he's also away, would still be present at these things to really support and be together with everyone else, no matter what happened.
2: Another thing that the OFY make them as a group is the online recordings. That's also one of the important things that make them connected because, for example, if the videos are already edited and ready to be shown online, of course, the OFY scholars are expecting. So they're excited to see each other so that they're performing together virtually. So I think that's one of the most important things that they felt that they are connected.
0: one of the developments during the pandemic is Maestro Gerard coming in as the conductor of the OFY. Uh, He's had associations with Ang Michon before. So how did he get his current post as chief conductor of OFY?
1: You're right. He's had associations with Ang Mishon before. I'm just going to mirror how Gerard would tell this story, which I don't get tired of hearing. A lot of omission and how it started actually was a conversation between Maestro Gerard and one of our founders, Sir Piqui Lopez. And this was out of an event for one of the Lopez group of companies. Gerard and Sir Piqui were in a conversation about their shared affinity for the El Sistema movement in Venezuela. They were brainstorming in that conversation how they could bring this to life here and how they could try to adapt it here locally. Considering the different culture and probably the different needs and the dynamics of that. That's how it started. And actually, aside from the OFY, since the very beginning, um, Mission technically actually had the OFY and the ABS Philharmonic Orchestra. So, the vision for the OFY as a youth orchestra was actually for them to progress to become professional musicians, sort of to also become feeders of the professional orchestra. The vision still remains. We have all these professional orchestras, and we're realizing this now because our OFY kids are growing up. They're at that cusp of transitioning to professional. So the opportunities that started as a seed from that conversation and from that vision and how our mission started was able to carry through. And then going back to the presence of Gerard, he did officially join us in 2021 as the music director and chief conductor for OFY while still holding his post in Kuala Lumpur at the Malaysian Philharmonic Orchestra. At the same time, he's also been holding our hands all along, um, just not as present as he is now, or at least in the last year and a half. This time, he's just more prominent because he has taken this post to really take the lead and to really bring everyone together and sort of reformat how we're going to move forward in terms of really elevating the quality and just bringing together this community of young musicians and how they could become, through time, hopefully ambassadors of music.
2: OFY is always considered as the little sister of the EBS Philharmonic Orchestra.
1: I can see how it's really laid out how he wants to see the kids progress, how he wants to see the orchestra move forward, which is why I use the terms ambassadors representing us, not just OFY, but probably the Philippines on a different level. He brings in a lot of that experience of being very Filipino, but at the same time, really raising the bar in terms of quality and also bringing in a very diverse experience from his personal experience as a musician and conductor. And in terms of leadership, you would really feel that sense of like everyone moving towards one goal.
2: Yeah. When Sergio enters the fyi it's just a bit crucial because of the pandemic. So the most crucial part is the planning on what are they going to do for the year.
1: When we had Gerard on board, there were already requirements that had to be fulfilled in terms of the OFY playing at certain virtual events. So we had to make it work. And on his first few months, we had to really churn these out right away, you know. We also just had to adapt as fast as we could.
2: And just to add, I think the most meticulous part of recording is to record it as perfect as it should be. As what Sir Gerard keeps saying, you must do it perfectly. Like For example, just one thing. Our basis recorded it correctly, right? Recorded it properly. But the thing is, the video was mirrored. So...
0: Not even an audio must, problem.
2: Okay, yeah. Yeah, oh, so yeah. that must be checked. So it's really a crucial part on Sergio right? on the editors, to see any...
0: Every last detail, The video...
2: Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: We go to the recent concert, which happened in October. How did this anniversary concert develop? And, well, we know it's a celebration of 10 years of music... But what did you guys want to celebrate in this milestone?
1: As early as the beginning of the year, our partners in this concert, which is the NAMSIA group, they reached out to us as early as March or April to really start this concept and just invite the OFY to be part of their anniversary as well. So apparently they were also celebrating their 49th anniversary. And it so happens that we are celebrating a decade So it was a very significant milestone for us to perform together for the OFY. This was a first since pandemic. This would be first live major event with Gerard as conductor. So there's definitely a lot of firsts. That was one thing that we were anchoring on, and we were very grateful to have NAMSIA as our partners. They really laid out all these plans for us to make it happen together. We have a shared mission with NAMSIA because they really put together communities and really young musicians to showcase their skills and how far they've come, which is what Mission tries to do for DOFI at least once a year. And NAMSIA's partnership gave us that opportunity and that venue, quite literally, which was at CCP,
2: no less. The transition of going online to live, it's like new to them again. You can see the kids' excitement on being together again. And you can see their eagerness on playing and attentively listening to what Sir Gerard says. You can really see the difference. It really gives a big impact if they're going to perform it live.
0: How has the OFY emerged from the pandemic? How is it different from the OFY before the pandemic? And what lies in the future?
1: I'm going to mirror a few of the sound bites from our audience from the October 8th concert. A lot of the invites that came through were our supporters through the years. So they have seen the OFY through the years as well. Their common feedback after watching, aside from being moved and then just like being in awe because it's the first one after two years, it was that they saw how they've really become excellent. They're like, wow, what the pandemic has done to the quality and to the togetherness of the orchestra because they even noticed how they were really moving together quite literally with the pieces that they were playing. Probably looking back at how many years they've been watching the OFY, those little details wouldn't stand out. So it showed us somehow, it was sort of like, okay, that showed a lot of progress. That was really good feedback. From there, we realized that the one-on-one sessions really also did something. They see it themselves as well. Moving forward as an organization, this more than ever gives us hope and gives us that glimpse of a very, very promising future. We are ready to welcome more scholars. That also means for those who would move forward to become professionals, that's something that we're really hoping for. It's something that we want to keep holding on to because we see it after what we have seen so far and what we have heard And what we saw on the October 8th concert, I think it was probably the most we've had as an audience here in Manila.
2: Maybe we will be trying to post concerts aside from live, maybe by virtual, right?
1: More hybrid after this.
2: More hybrid side, yes.
1: On my end as a fundraiser, moving forward if you ask me, aside from these tangible things that we see and feel from the live events and concerts... We're hoping that this translates into more tangible support as well. For us to sustain the scholarships, we would need funding that doesn't come from a sole source. It's something that has expanded our reach, that has expanded our community on an online platform. You know, we've had someone who even wanted to observe how we would run the OFY, but they live in Chicago. So it's a very interesting dynamic that we're coming into this hybrid space We're very grateful because we also have our maestro Gerard to thank for that because even workshops and masterclasses that they do for the kids, he brings Mm -hmm. in colleagues from his other partner orchestras like Malaysian Philharmonic and even Hong Kong Philharmonic. So the kids really get a certain different experience of professional orchestra members from the region as well. So we're trying to find a way to integrate all of this moving forward hopefully to celebrate another 10 years in the near future.
0: The trepak from Pyotr Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker Suite. Before that, we heard the intermezzo from Pietro Mascagni's Cavalleria Rusticana, and at the start of the program, Le Torriador, from Georges Bizet's Carmen Suite, No. 1. All those recordings were made in 2021 by the Orchestra of the Filipino Youth under the direction of Chief Conductor Gerard Salonga. The OFY is the main performing arm of Ang Michon, which recently celebrated its 10th anniversary with a concert OFYX mounted in partnership with the National Music Competitions for Young Artists. Our guests were Orchestra Manager and Faculty Head, Lexter Deo Santos, and Partnerships and Communications Manager, Jennifer Rivera. The recordings from OFYX will be made available in the near future. For updates and more of their performances, find the OFY on Facebook at facebook.com ofy.ph or on their YouTube channel, Orchestra of the Filipino Youth. You can learn more about Angmishon on their website, Angmishon.org. That is all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 12 noon, the following Sunday, 12 midnight, and lastly, the next Thursday at 8 in the evening. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week, are now SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.